This is episode 121 of the Beyond the Food Show, and this is going to be a surprise. We are trying something completely different, something that I've never done before, which is live coaching. I am going to answer Susan's question, but live with her. And her question is as follows. How can I release control when I have none? So if you're ready to try this with me, let's do this. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. Hey ladies, this is Stephanie and I'm excited about today's episode. I'm anxious in a good way to know your feedback because the episode of today is with Susan and we talk about something that's likely in many of you's mind, how to release control when you feel like you have none. So I've been answering question on and off, but more precisely for the last month but didn't have the person in front of me. So I thought to myself, what about if I have the person in front of me? I actually dreamed about that a couple weeks back. I'm like, hmm, how much of an impact can it have on that person and on all the listeners? So I went into my private Facebook group for my academy student, put in a post, and all beyond to me, I had a ton of women wanting to do this with me. So here it is. This is the first episode of live coaching. I followed my intuition, Susan followed her intuition, and this is what happened. We just hung up on Skype. I'm recording the central right now. This is going to get released on Sunday, which is today for you, and I want to hear from you. I'll tell you in just a minute how to do that. But before we go there, I want you to know that Susan is from my academy. The thing is, she hasn't started yet the masterclass. As most of you know, we had the registration open for how to stop self-sabotage masterclass up to last week, which is March the 1st. And when we recorded this, we had not started the course yet. So Susan is at the same place where most of you are right now. Now, she'll have a ton of knowledge in three months from now, but right now she is just consumed my free content, my podcasts, my books, my blog posts. So, and here's a beauty because she was already introduced just like you to my work. She didn't ask for a quick fix. She asked for the real solution. But the thing is we started in one place wanting to release control, but as we dug, and that's the beauty of personal one-on-one coaching, we got to another place because what she thought was the problem was actually into a completely different sphere and a place where she wasn't looking. Susan had two very powerful aha moment. You've been following me, you know what that is. Those are the moment where everything vibrates inside of you like, oh my God, I never realized this before. She had two of those in less than 30 minutes. That's why 
one-on-one coaching works so beautifully. Anyway, I invite you to listen and I want you to tell me what you're thinking. So in the outro, I'll tell you exactly how to do this, but I need feedback from you. If I don't hear from you and you, this type of format is not interesting for you, then I'm not going to continue. But if it is, then I'll give you a way for you to submit your application to be a live coachy in the upcoming months. But you got to let me know. So you ready to do this, ladies? Let's go for it. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you on. This is our first ever live coaching call. So it's an experiment between me and Susan and all of you listening right now. So bear with us. So what is your question today, Susan? Well, my question revolves around control. So I've been listening to the podcast. I have read your book. I joined the Academy, so I'm excited to have a deeper dive you know, starting really, I guess this week or next week, but I know enough to know it's an issue of control, but I feel so out of control. So how do I release control when I don't have any resemblance of that when it comes to food? And my issues are binge eating and just overeating in general. So it's not, I mean, in a way I kind of envy people that have a diet mentality. I tend to swing 60 or 70 pounds at a time. I'm one of those that loses a bunch and gains it all back. So when you talk about not having control, are you talking about your relationship to food or other aspects of your life as well? Or is it only with food? It's only with food. And so when you did the podcast on self-sabotage and then you followed right up with a type A personality, I could so relate to that. That's you. That's me, 100% successful in your career, family, finances, all aspect of your life. Yeah. Most people would would probably say, wow, she's really got it together. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think people, they kind of come to me for different things, but then I just feel like a little bit of a sham because this part of my life is just like, it's almost like another person's eating another person's doing all that stuff. And then just the shame cycle just always is repeating. And I hear you say things about getting happy and healthy where you are right now, but I can't conceive of that. Mm -hmm. There's a line in your brain that you could even accept what is today. Yes. So one other thing I want to say first is that I hear you because I've been there myself. And I think the reason why you resonated so well with the two podcasts in a row is because it came from me having lived through all of this. So one of the things to begin the process is accepting that you're not the only one. So there's nothing broken with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You are not alone. There's a lot of us out there in that same situation where you are. And with that, that's not because I want to make it quote unquote acceptable. I just want you to know that there's nothing wrong with you. When I say that, how does that sit with you? I think it's actually a relief. And I was thinking that so many times I feel like the programs that I have done, I am a lifetime member twice with Weight Watchers. (laughs) I try to join these communities, but I do feel like sometimes that some people are kind of okay with doing the program and that's giving them what they need, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I feel like I sit there or 
it, it's not that just that program. It's all the programs. I just feel like sometimes I think, gosh, you know, like I think it's more serious, <laughs> quite honestly. Like I, uh-huh. I obsess over this. Like I am mentally exhausted. I am 50 uh-huh. and I can only remember this. This has been with me always. And I am exhausted and tired mentally. It's not about checking the box. I can check boxes and I can lose weight. And if you want me to tell you calorie count, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you said you don't know what you don't know. And that felt like a relief too, because it was like, okay, great. I just haven't discovered it yet. And so if it's out there, then I'm going to remain hopeful. And my reason for signing up today is I just want to be a good student. I just want to learn. Like I want to drop it, like drop the knowledge I do have because it doesn't work. So yeah, it does totally resonate with me. But. So that's the first step is accepting that there's nothing wrong with you. Accepting that you aren't broken. That in itself is a piece of work because likely for the last 20, 25, however long you've been on this dieting path, but it sounds like it's been many, many years. You've approached it with this, I'm broken. And more the time advanced, I'm so broken, like I'm damaged, like, like I'm the only one there. There has to be something seriously wrong with me. So you're approaching this path to weight loss as I have to fix my brokenness. 100%. Yes. So the first step is the path of accepting that there's nothing broken with you. You unfortunately were provided through, in your case, Weight Watcher or other programs that you've done with a perspective that is not suited for your success. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. And to be honest with you, the Weight Watcher or the South Beach or the Keto, the Paleo and all of that is not the permanent fix for 95% of the population. You look at the stats, right? 95% of the women who lose weight regain it all within one to five years. I mean, the Mm -hmm. stats are there. They're clear, black and white. That's what it is. Yet the marketing industry of the weight loss industry does not say that. It just says, Here's everybody that's successful and you aren't. True. Yes. So that's why, Susan, you've resonated with the whole concept that you've broken is in part because of you subconsciously connecting with the marketing of the weight loss industry that it works for everyone else. If it doesn't work with you, it's because you just don't have enough willpower and discipline. And into your mind, it's likely triggering your need or your desire for control because that's how you're successful everywhere else in your life. Am I correct? I think so. Yes. Because if you were to have a problem at work, what would be your solution in a result of a crisis at work? What would you do? I would work harder. Bingo. Do you have children? I do too. Teenagers? They're in college. I have a junior and a sophomore in college. So you've been through the teenage years, right? (laughs) Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) So when there was a crisis, how would you, quote unquote, deal with the situation with human beings? You know, I, I prayed a lot. Okay. And I guess, I guess that's the releasing control, right? Because I really did just pray and trust that that would work out. And you prayed and trust that the education you had given them up to now 
would lead them in the right path, although there may be a mishap right now. Right. I would trust that those seeds would eventually sprout. And they did. Yes, they did. Because you've got two kids in higher education process. True. Mm -hmm. Did you apply more control, more rules, more regulation, and try to work harder? No, that's interesting. I probably, as they got older, I intentionally tried less Mm -hmm. because I wanted them to experiment when they were still under my roof. I wanted them to be there, you know, try to figure out some of these things. So if they had a friend, like when they were little Mm -hmm. and if there were three girls in the room, you know, three girls never get along. Mm -hmm. And so I would help mediate and teach them how to talk to each other. But when my daughter was in high school, Mm-hmm. I would suggest things when she came to me, but otherwise I would let her figure it out. So you let go of the control. Yes. And the desire to fix. True. So you are able to do it. I guess I am. We've just picked one area of your life into which my intuition told me you were doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I just proved to you that you can We're going to take a quick break from our chat to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Health IQ. And I am so excited to be partnering with them and bringing you forward an innovative insurance company for the American listener. Health IQ helps health conscious people like yogis, runners, cyclists, weightlifters to get lower rate on their life insurance. Just like you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle. Isn't it time that we get rewarded for our good health choices? Now, how do you get started? Very simply by qualifying through the Health IQ quizzes. And also, listen to this, if you submit actual training data through the various apps available, you can save additional dollars. To get started now, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash health IQ and take the test to see if you qualify. And when you get to speak to an agent, mention the code beyond the food to support the show. So get started now on saving money on your life insurance. Now a shout out to our other show sponsor, Muse. And I'm very grateful to team up with Muse to bring you the first tool in the world to help you learn to meditate at home. Muse is a wearable brain sensing headband that measure our brainwave and sends the feedback to an app on our personal device. I love my Muse because it transform my meditation practice. I wear it daily for my 10 minute session in the morning and it coaches me through my practice by giving me real time feedback on what's happening in my brain and helping me refocus during my meditation. I love this partnership with Muse because it brings the tool to the first timer and it helps expand the practice of the more advanced meditator. So it's time for you to get your Muse on and learn to calm your mind through meditation. And here's the thing, as a listener of the Going to Beyond the Food show, you get 15% off of the purchase of your Muse. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to Stephanie Dodier dot com forward slash muse. And again, the URL is stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse. 
and register through this URL to get 15% off. So join me in my 10 minutes meditation practice every morning and get our muse on and go beyond the food together. Now here's the key element for all the Taipei successful women to understand is that our relationship to food is like a relationship to another human being. It's the relationship to our soul. And part of the reason why we are here in the first place is that we're quote unquote emotional eater. We have taken this path of engaging ourselves with food in a way that relates to our emotion and our feelings. And we use it to feel better, whatever the situation may be for you. And it's like a relationship to another human being. Yet we try to fix it from left brain thinking. Logical, tactical, counting, measuring, never actually relating to it like another human being. Mm. How does that resonate with you? That's pretty interesting because the relationship with food is very dynamic. Just like with another human, you know, sometimes you're happy with them and want to celebrate and sometimes you're mad Mm -hmm. at them and want to punish or (laughs) be bitter. And, and you're exactly right. I have that range of emotions with food Mm -hmm. and I would say it is probably the biggest relationship I have. It probably ranks higher than anyone else. Because you've honestly, you've made it how you relate to your soul through food. Is that possible? I think that's possible. Soul would be my mind, will, and emotions, right? Yes. So how you relate to yourself, when we talk self here, we're not talking the external shell, but more whatever soul, spirit, mind, whatever you, each one of you listening right now call it in your world, we'll call it here today. So you've related to your soul and your soul is speaking to you through your food desire. Hmm. Right. So I think you're right. So think about the last time you quote had a binge or an overeating episode, the before or the moment you were having it, what was going on emotionally or feeling wise in the background? Something that's really common for me is it's like a release. It's almost like it's yippee, I'm free. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's from, you know, if I can be coming home from work, my latest obsession is QTs, these these convenience stores, they have ices. And so Coca-Cola ices, it's the coldness of the drink and it's it's my latest thing. Like I want one every single day, just like a drug addict, you know, every day I want that. And it's like I'm off work and it's the time between work and coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's like a celebration. Okay. And I'm alone and there's no, I can do whatever I want. So mm-hmm. it's a freedom. It's a freedom thing. It's very important. So you're seeking freedom. Mm-hmm. You're seeking freedom and the mean of expression at this point in time in your life is true food through food rules that you've been under for a number of years, I'm assuming. Always, as long as I can remember. Okay. And you're ballpark what age? I know I'm 50. I just, I turned 50 a few months ago. So we can safely say at least 35 years of food rules. Yes. My first diet I can remember was about 10 years old. Okay. So it was somehow engaged with mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Or authority figure of some kind. 
my mom was really a pretty woman, but she always talked about how fat she was and couldn't lose weight. And mm. everybody always said, even when I was little, that we looked alike. You know, mm. they'd see us, they go, oh, I know that's your daughter. So I know that I picked that up probably from the identification of, oh, I look like her. I must be fat. Mm-hmm. We must not be able to lose weight. And I also remember when I was six in first grade, and I remember being boy crazy and liking a boy. And he said, Oh, I don't like you. You're fat. Mm. And I have several of those from, you know, grade school incidences, almost exactly like that. And so it just reinforced, Oh, that's right. I am. We are. That's, that's our identity. We're fat. We can't lose weight. So from a, a pure science perspective, when we look at the evolution of the mind of a human being, what we call the subconscious mind, Right, that part, if you look at an iceberg, the top part of the iceberg is the conscious mind. And then the 90% of the iceberg below water is subconscious, what we cannot control, right? Because the subconscious mind is not controlled from our awareness, right? It's controlled from the belief and the programming that we've received. And the vast majority of our subconscious mind is programmed before the age of 10. So you've received message from this, your mom, your authority figure that we're never satisfied with our body, we're fat, we need to control food, you probably saw or heard or talk about calorie counting or wanting to lose weight. And this got programmed into your brain as a state of being when you're women. Absolutely. And then reinforced by people in your life that said you look like her and then the boys. So now it's a full belief. Yeah. And the, I think I'm having an aha moment. Good. <laughs> because the I call it, I work with college students mm. in professional development, but I talk about the comparometer, yeah. you know, quit, turn that thing off, like quit comparing yourself. If you want a certain job, you don't have to compare that to your roommate. Like, why are you comparing? Mm. So I talk about that all day with them, but I'm having a moment here. Where I'm Good. Thinking, man, that comparometer, it was there early, early, right? So then it wasn't so much what the boys said, then it turned to, the girls, I don't look like them mm. in these ways. And then it's almost like I've made it happen too. Absolutely. I mean, if you are not yet familiar with something called the law of attraction mm-hmm. or a book called The Secret, and if you want the scientific version of that, you can go and, and listen to Dr. Siri Pillay. But we create our life. And it's demonstrated that we create neurons and pathway into our brain, which then release energy that creates our reality. So you were programmed very young that we must be on a diet. We're not acceptable, confirmed by the environment when you get to your teens. Now it's impregnated into your subconscious mind. So you emit this energy and you recreate it and you make it happen. Yeah, you know, I've heard you speak about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I was able to really grab hold of it until I think about it in comparison when it when it shifts from what do others think about me to then what do I think about me? And mm-hmm. then when I looked at the other girls, I just saw that I never had the skinny thighs. I never had the, I was a cheerleader because I worked really hard for everybody's approval, but my uniform was always way bigger and I was always so embarrassed to to order one. Yeah. And you were probably the holder, not your girl that jumps in the air, right? Yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. 
yeah. I don't know what that role is in the team, but you clearly see by their body shape where they're placed and what they do in the cheerleading team, right? Right, that's true. So you've manifested this unconsciously. And then that became a confirmed quote unquote problem in your life. Yeah. And you know, if, if I convert this into my, because I think another piece that's really, really difficult is the religious aspect okay. and religion as a method of control. Like it just, you know, I'm like, that's just stupid. But um, I, I'm sitting thinking if you believe in, which I do believe in, um, there's, you know, negativity out there, negative force. And mm-hmm. so there was a lie that I believed and that lie just opened up like really fertile ground for my thinking to be twisted and, and just not, is not really reality. And somewhat again, confirm because if there's this evil force out there, that's what's causing me to be broken, right? Is that where you're going with this? Yeah. Oh, I guess. The thinking, it just, it's not, it's not as bad as it seems. I mm-hmm. guess. Yes. It's not as bad as it seems. If you go back to, you think, okay, well, I just had some wrong thinking. Yes. I just had some wrong thinking. You know, it's not, it was just an area where it, it became pretty easy to get twisted and turned and patterns messed up because I just had the wrong assumption to begin with. And it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It's a lie. I believed a lie, basically. I believed a lie from the very beginning that the women in my family cannot lose weight. And we are not beautiful. We were born disfigured. And for that, you got to work harder than the rest of the world. That's right. And if I was to interview your mom right now, she probably was taught that somewhere in their youth as well. Probably. Yes. So one thing is important as we do this work and we start uncovering where our pattern come from is to not take the road of blame. Right. Because our authority figure, our parents, had, in most cases, the best intention. Mm-hmm. But they only knew what they knew. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, she was doing the best she could. She only knew what she knew, and that was her right. zone of reality. So she taught you her zone of reality. Right. It became a belief. It became the belief that something was broken, that there was a problem, and then you needed to work harder. And then as you grew up to become this adult, you have this problem, which is your weight. And you then take the approach of the rest of the places in your life where things work, which is this left brain thinking. And then society reinforces it by being this mathematical equation, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, right. if it's a mad equation, I can control that. Right. So you go about trying to fix this, what is an emotional relationship to food with a logical pattern of thinking. So where are we now? <laughs> <laughs> so right now, what we need to accept is the fact that your relationship to food is emotional. Yes, exactly. And you need to treat it, heal it, quote unquote, fix it in the same way you would with your children as a human relationship, trying to understand it. Mm -hmm. First is acceptance, right? Acceptance of what is. So we've just went through that very briefly, where that it came from, right? There's nothing really broken with you, then trying to understand it. Right. So if we go back to your example of, I can't remember the name of the drink you're having between work and home. (laughs) It's an icy or slush. A slush. So 
what you're saying is I heard the word freedom. And is there a possibility in there that it's also a release from stress and from work? Yes, absolutely. So you're needing freedom. You're getting it when you have that IC. And you are also probably transitioning yourself from that mind of work brain and you're releasing the tension with that piece of food. Yeah, see, I've set this up though. I set it up to where everyone needs me. Okay. I mean, I, I can see that at this very moment and not 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Two ha-ha moment but, in less than half an hour. Yeah, yeah way to go, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, it's only been 40 years. You did good. <laughs> but I'm sitting here thinking, uh, I think that's what I want freedom from, okay. is just having to solve everyone's problems. and mm. But I wanted to solve everyone's problems because then I was I was worthy or needed. Okay. I had purpose mm-hmm. in that, but that's the very thing that food gives me. So the, a lunch alone where, you know, I leave the office and nobody can see me eating mm-hmm. and I can have whatever I want or the drive home and getting the icy, mm-hmm. you know, nobody sees that. And I can just be, I can relax and I can be like, ah, oh, this tastes so good. And you know, of course, it feels totally shameful, and I'm obviously hiding, so that's mm-hmm. got issues, I'm sure. But, but it definitely, it's like a freedom from life. Mm-hmm. Because in part, what I hear you say in your story so far is that there was no worthiness from you being in your body, so you had to compensate, and the compensation showed up in your life by you being the person everybody wants in their life because you're so bloody nice. <laughs> And fixes everything around you. Am I correct? True. Absolutely. So I now everybody's so. dependent of Susan. Mm-hmm. And it's that feels heavy. I bet. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite strange. I'm actually, you know, I'm not like a caregiver kind of mm-hmm. person. I'm not that way. I'm, the, I'm not that way at all. I'm more of a, like an empowering, like you go and you be what you want to be and you dream and that, that's with everything, not just like my work life, mm-hmm. you know, everything like, but then with me, I just don't, don't do that. You do it with food, right? You give yourself freedom, but not true freedom, freedom through you having a high seat. And yet another lie. Yes. It's not true freedom, but in your emotional relationship to food, that means freedom. Because hmm. you feel the free, like if I was to say what goes on in your mind, you feel that freedom, right? So that relationship to food is deeply emotional. Yet yet we're trying to control it from a left brain, logical, strategic thinking. So what could I ever satisfy the freedom issue with good food? Because I don't think so. I think I've tried that. I think you're on the right path. It'll never be. What you have to do is embrace that feeling of freedom and manifest it in your life in true quote unquote ways beyond the food. And that is, we're not going to get into this today, but that's a lot of soul searching, right? What, how can you express freedom in your life beyond food? That it is within work or relationship, but there is a piece there that you're deeply needing freedom. Now, that freedom could also, as you do your journey in the academy, simply by releasing the food rule, could be satisfied. 
doubt come with discovery, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the big learning piece from here today is that that relationship to food, you've discovered you had two ha-ha moment in a very short amount of time, realizing that it's an emotional relationship. So what you have to do is get on the path of discovering what your body is trying to tell you via your binge eating or your overeating or your emotional eating. What is the feelings behind that? And how can they be otherwise expressed into your life? I hear you. How does that feel right now in your body? When you close your eyes and you hear me say that, how does that feel? I actually, and I'm not just BSing you, I actually feel a little, like, it's like a spark of hope. Like a little adventure, almost. It's a new Maybe relationship. A new yes. Mm-hmm. Be a new path. It's a new relationship in your life. If you can invite it and experience it as such. What is my body trying to tell me when I'm having this desire? Does that mean that once you start talking to yourself, to your soul, through hearing your craving and soul searching what they mean, does that mean they're going to stop right away? No. But they will significantly get less louder because at least you're listening. Yeah. That could get the committee to stop meeting in my head. Over every decision, that would be a relief. Imagine the stress level, how that's going to go down for you. Right. So my advice to you today, I think you've got a lot to pounder off right now. I agree. There's no point of pushing more down because there's too ha-ha moment to process right now. Okay. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of reaction going on into your body. So how do you process those thoughts right now? Do you have any techniques or tools? I am open to that, but I did just start something called the five minute journal. Awesome. Yep. That I've really enjoyed so far. So I'm thinking that that is the place to go with it. Yes. So as you, so we're recording this on March the 2nd and Susan is going to start the Academy. The first life course is March the 6th. So one of the tools I'm going to introduce you to is journaling. Okay. Because that's a form of expression that's cheap, readily accessible to anyone, but it's a creative form of expression, right? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to learn. So go get yourself a pretty nice looking journal book, like spend 10 bucks, 15 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Go get yourself that like, you're going to love looking at it, a nice pen that writes beautifully, like treat yourself. Combo deal for $20. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. And then Right. Let the pen hit the paper and say, okay, how does freedom show up in my life? Or how, how could it show up in my life? That's going to be some of the exercise you're going to have in the academy is understanding what you're trying to reach for feelings in your life and how can they be expressed other ways. All right. And then for you, because you're mom, I would suggest like rethink your relationship to food as you relate to your kids. If you were to do that, what would it look like? Yeah. How does that feel? It feels good. I am very, very thankful for this conversation today. Honestly, this has been extremely helpful. And I just, I think it's an answered prayer. So thank you. You're welcome. Although we had a lot of technical difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, did we ever. For people to know, we've had to restart three times. (laughs) It was meant to be. It was. 
And that's the beauty of coaching. What we just did right now is that we took the principle and sometimes it is very hard for us to look at our life authentically, but it's much easier when a third person comes in and looks at it and say, well, what about this, this, this? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, never looked at it this way. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So that was the intent of the coaching call today. So I'm very happy you had two haha moments. We've given you some tools to go and process them because that's very important, like having them and using them to grow and become a different person is very important. So go sit down, go buy yourself a nice journal, and then start practicing journaling. And you're going to get a lot more in the academy with that, a lot more exercise. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Stephanie. You're very welcome. Thank you, Susan, for being here. There you have it. So now it is the time for you, the listener, to decide if we're going to carry through this format of episodes. So here's what you need to do. You need to go on Instagram, and hopefully you're following me, if not, Find me on Instagram at Steph Dodier, and then do a screenshot of the podcast episode, how you're listening to it, either iTunes or Androids or whatever, and post it on Instagram, either in your feed or in your Instagram stories, and use the hashtag Beyond the Food. That's my hashtag for my programs. And when I see that, I'm going to send you in your DM a link for the application so you can potentially be in the future a coachee. Now, this is all brand new to us. The link will be live on Monday. So I'm going to tabulate everybody that's posting the picture of them listening to the podcast and using the hashtag beyond the food. And on Monday, I'll be able to send you the link so you can apply and potentially be a coach in the future. So this is how I'm going to know if you guys love this type of episode, if it was effective for you, and then I'll repeat it or not after. Now we have a great show coming up next Thursday, and I'm going to actually break down self-sabotage to the small pieces so you can clearly understand it. And you've listened to Susan. That's what changed the game for her is when I explained self-sabotage. So I'm going to do that on the podcast piece by piece. So I love you and I look forward to see you on the next show is to hear from you on Instagram as well. Take care. Bye. Did you know that nine out of 10 women are struggling with their relationship to food? Overeating, emotional eating, binging and craving are real. Clearly the solution we have been thought aren't working. I believe to have food freedom, it means that we must learn to have a relationship with our hunger so we can finally be at peace with food and eat normally without guilt or shame, which is why I wrote the Crave Cure Guide. I want to show you how to have a completely different relationship with food so that you can be in control of what you eat, achieve your goal, and be the powerful woman you were meant to be. The best part is this book and the step-by-step process is absolutely free. To receive your free copy, simply go to stephaniedodzier.com forward slash guide and we can get started right now.